Well, we thank you for joining us this morning as we honor the girls uh, for their tremendous work they put in for the past several years. But we also like to honor a certain person that's here this morning who's given up his time and his family time to be with us to help us celebrate. So I'm going to, would you stand, Mr. Grove, our representative, would you appreciate him this morning? Good morning. It's an, it's an exciting day for the girls today. And like Pastor Jeff said, we thank you all for coming out and supporting them. They're excited. Um, they've worked hard. And uh, we actually had a rehearsal Wednesday night. And as you know, that was the night a major storm came through. And so before the families got here, we were up here and you could hear click, click, click. All the lights start going out. All the power went out. So we actually practiced with lanterns and flashlights and whatever we could find. <laughs> and uh, we got through it. It was hot, and, uh, but we got through it. Uh, praise the Lord. You know, it's his day, and uh, he's going to be here with the girls and through this program. So at this time, we would like to have Jamie and the leaders and the girls come in for the first portion of our program. I don't like mic stands very much because I always feel like they're in my way. So I'm going to hold the mic. <laughs> um, so we're honoring today our honor stars. But some of you here may not know what that means. Some of you may not know what girls ministry is. So I figured I'd give you a little bit of information before we really get into the program. Um, back in 1955 is when it all started. Back then, it was known as missionettes. Now, it is known as girls' ministries. Over the years, the curriculum has changed some, but the goal has stayed ultimately the same. The girls' ministry want to see girls moving into a deeper relationship with Jesus and for the girls to realize how important they are and the potential that they have to help in the kingdom of God. The stars, which are the girls here, and I also have a few others, but they aren't graduating today. They are usually third through fifth grade, and they're with me for three years. So these three girls here have made their way up the stairway of stars achievement. They have completed 27 units in the three years they've been in my class, and there are four different worlds that these units are in. There's the world of truth, which is basic Christian doctrine, the world around you, which is missions, the world about you, which are fun activities that we get to do, and the world within you, which is character development. They have had to complete Bible memorization, they've had to do projects, they have activity pages, and they have actually had to read the entire New Testament over the three years. That's a lot of work. <laughs> they've also 
Last week, two weeks ago, they took their honor test, and I'm proud to say that all three girls passed their honor test, which means they had to take a test of all the 27 units that we've done, all the 27 memory verses, and they had to test on those and fill in the blanks. And let me tell you, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I've learned a lot of the memory verses with them, and but to sit there and it's like some of them say of, the, and, and you have to fill in the words around them, it's a little difficult. So I'm very proud of these girls. <clears throat> they um, also have nine units that have extra assignments with them, and those are our honor units. Those you have to do extra things. Sometimes it's extra memorization. Sometimes it's a special project. There are different things that you have to do with those. Um, I'm going to now tell you the 27 units that they've all done. I'm only gonna say it once instead of going through all three girls 27 times. <laughs> they aren't in any specific order, so I'll start. Asia Pacific Studies, Salvation, African Studies, U.S. Missions, Fruit of the Spirit, Making Right Choices, Prayer, End Time Events, Honor, or Armor of God, Music, Citizenship, Life of Christ, Visual Arts, Holy Spirit, family, friendship, Esther, healing, sports, intro to world of missions, Bible survey, cooking, intro to our church, puppetry, integrity, Europe and Eurasia studies, and Latin American studies. That is all 27. And if you look at their sashes, they have 27 specific unit badges on those. And then they have the nine that have stars with them. Those are the ones that were the honor stars. So to say that these girls have worked hard, in my opinion, is an understatement. They have worked and worked and worked, and I am super proud of all of them. <clears throat> but we couldn't do this program without help, right? They can't do it by themselves. Well, maybe they could. I don't know. <laughs> but we have some great helpers, and today we have with me I am the STARS sponsor. Today we have Laura Brim and June Tolbert here. Um, they help out in the PRIMS class. And then usually Brooke Stow is my helper in STARS. And she's unable to be here today because she's at work and she's really missing being here, that's for sure. She's like, oh, I'm so bad, I'm so sad, I always have to work. So she's not here. But we've also have other, other leaders in the past. So if you've helped out in any way in girls' mission, Girls Ministries or the Missionettes program, we thank you for your help. At this time, we have these roses that I'm holding on to, and it's getting in my way. <laughs> we get to present them to the girls, and these are white roses, if you can tell, and they have a blue ribbon. The white rose represents purity, and the blue ribbon represents loyalty. So we're going to give these to the girls. So Laura and June, will you please present your flower to the girls? There you go. And now, you girls ready? <laughs> now we're gonna lead you guys into the pledges. So if you can go ahead and stand up, we have the American flag, the Christian flag, the girls' ministry flag, and then we have the Bible. So we're gonna do our pledges. I do have them hopefully up on the screen in case you aren't familiar with those. So let's start with the pledge to the American flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Pledge to the Christian flag. 
I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one brotherhood uniting all true Christians in service and in love. And then our little girl's ministry flag. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the girls club flag and to the ministry for which it stands, girls united in Christian living, in witnessing, in service, in missions, and in love for others. And then I have the Bible, and when we do the pledge to the Bible, we hold our hand out like you're holding the Bible. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp into my feet and a light into my path, and I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. You may be seated now. <clears throat> you girls can stay up here. <laughs> they have to stand a while. Um, we're now going to do our STARS distinctives, which are things that they've had to memorize. Um, our pledge, our motto, a verse, the girls' code. And um, so we're going to run through those. So girls, do you want to start with our pledge? Having accepted Jesus as my Savior, I will follow him in service, in testimony, in attitude, and in relationships, striving always to glorify my Lord as a star. All right, what's our motto? I, I will follow Jesus. Jesus. All right, what is our verse? Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will glorify your name forever. Psalms 86, 11, and 12. All right, and then our colors? Blue and white, which stand for loyalty and purity. And then the last thing that we're going to do right now is our girls' code. Ready? Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Philippians 4, 8. All right, great job. Now, I think you get to sit down. <laughs> As we know, this is a tremendous step in their life and a, a tremendous success that they've done. And because of that, our distinguished guest, Representative Seth Grove, is going to come up and present them with his certificates of appreciation. Good morning. It's great to be with you. Uh, ladies, congratulations. Great work. You all look very lovely, too. Let's give them another round of applause. I quick with Pastor Jeff, a three-year program is almost like getting your master's degree. So uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of hard work, and uh, I, I, I'm not sure I could do the memorization skills that, that, that you ladies have. Um, it's a real honor to join you to acknowledge these fine ladies and their accomplishments. Uh, thanks to the adult leaders for all your hard work, and obviously to, to the church for your uh, support of such a great program. I do have uh, three citations, one for each of the ladies. Um, sponsored by myself and uh, Carol F Hill Evans. We have Senator Kristen Phillips Hill and Hill Evans, and sometimes their names get a little switched up now and then. But uh, they'll all read the same, so I'll read one. Uh, Whereas the House of Representatives of Pennsylvania is pleased to honor 
All three ladies, upon being crowned as an honor star, the highest award that can be bestowed upon a participant in the National Girls Ministries Stars Club. And whereas the National Girls Ministries Stars Club, a program within the Assemblies of God, USA, provides opportunities for girls in grades three through five to mature spiritually, emotionally, socially, and physically. It's a three-year program that requires commitment, faithfulness, and hard work. And those who complete the program are honored with a special honor star crowning ceremony. Now, therefore, the House of Representatives of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania heartily commends all three of you upon earning the honor star, offers best wishes for a most happy and rewarding future, and directs that a copy of this citation be presented to each of you, signed myself, Carol Hill Evans, and attested by the Speaker of the House, Mike Terzai. It's an honor to join you. Congratulations. Uh, this one is for Lakeland. Abigail. And on behalf of Carol Hill Evans, this is for Cora. I usually joke with the, the youth, these, these are the best citations you get because the other citations are usually given to someone beside a road by a law enforcement officer for speeding. So these are good citations that you should cherish. Uh, congratulations again, ladies, to the church, the adult leaders. Thank you for your mentorship and your leadership uh, in helping these young ladies achieve such a, a noteworthy goal. Thank you for having me. Now, this was something I added at the last minute. So, being their sponsor, I wanted to do something special for the girls. So, if I can get it out, I have a, it's stuck, a bracelet for each of the girls that I'd like to present to you girls. This is from me for all of your hard work, and I, have been blessed with having all three of you in my class, and I love you, and you are my girls. So, Abby, here you go. And we'll do that one for Lakeland. And then Cora, whoops, that, they have sticky stuff on them. Can you tell? <laughs> the bottoms. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, now we're going to go on out and get ready for the ceremony, the rest of the ceremony. Oh, they're shouting, but.
So each of the girls wrote a little saying about what girls' ministry means to them and has meant to them over the years. So as I introduce each girl and her parents, I'm going to read what they had written. And now we introduce to you our honor stars. Abigail Reed being escorted by her mom, Sheila. Abby wrote, Girls Ministries influenced my life when we were doing Christmas caroling. It helped me to have compassion for the elders and to help them when they are in need. One example is when we learned about missions. It helped me to care for others when they are in need. There are many who don't know the Lord and I should go out of my way into the community and tell others about Jesus. One more is the lesson we did on integrity. 
This helped me to keep my promises to everyone in my church, community, and church. And if I say I will do something, then I'll do it. The thing Girls Ministries did that made me a better person is they talk about caring and integrity, and that made me care about what I say and do and care about others. My plan for the future is to become a missionary. Girls Ministries helped me because in all of my church classes, they taught us about missionaries. My favorite aspect of Girls Ministries is earning the badges. It's my favorite part because it has me looking forward to something. One thing I'll always remember is when the important person dies, the Yanonami Indians cremate their ashes and mash them up with plantains and eat them. Abby, you may be seated. <laughs> you may be seated. <laughs> Okay, I didn't write it. <laughs> I'm just reading it. Um, and now we have Cora Miller being escorted by her parents, Pastor Keith and Lynette. Cora wrote, Girls Ministries has been a great experience. I have learned a lot about God, my church, serving other people, and earning badges while having lots of fun. In STARS, I really like studying Asian Pacific studies because I got to learn about how the people there live and how they are different from us. I'd like studying healing because I like to learn how to help people get well, and I have a dream to someday become, become a pediatrician in a hospital. In Prims, I earned my animals badge, which showed me how to honor God by caring for animals. That is very important to me because I plan to work with a lot of horses. I really like how Girls Ministries has helped me grow in my church. Girls Ministries is very organized, and it helps me understand how to be organized while I talk and teach about Jesus. Because of this experience, I have become a student leader in Vacation Bible School. In the future, I would like to oversee a Vacation Bible School. My favorite aspect of Girls Ministries has been retreat. The Girls Ministries retreat has helped me fellowship with other girls and meet new people while having a lot of fun. My favorite part is spending time at the pool with my friends. I like spending time with my sponsors and friends at all the events, too. I also like going to the teaching sessions. They pick out fun speakers and we get to play games. My favorite girls' ministries memory will always be when my friends and I spent the evening at retreat playing Uno until it was really late. Then we had fun throwing glow sticks at each other and calling each other names. The glow sticks spilled out and we had neon glow stick juice all over ourselves and on our sleeping bags. Next, we pulled a prank on my mom. We were going to put lotion all over her while she was asleep, but it backfired. My mom wasn't asleep, and she turned over and said, boo. We all screamed and ran for our beds. Miss June, our other sponsor, sat up and screamed because she was already asleep. It was so much fun. <laughs> Girls Ministries has influenced what I would do with my life by helping me to show Christian love and share Jesus while accomplishing my dreams. You may be seated. Now we'd like to introduce to you Lakeland Wilson, being escorted by her parents, Chris and Michelle. Lakeland wrote, Girls Ministries has helped me get through friendship and dealing with normal kid life while being a Christian. It can be tough, but it will help me to know that God has my back when I go to share the gospel or someone makes fun of me or even how to talk to other people. I think Girls Ministries had made me a better person by helping me realize the importance of other people coming to know God and how people around the world need help. In the future, I really want to go into a field of animals or nature. In rainbows, we learned all about animals. So from then, I have always loved animals, almost always loved animals. 
Snakes and spiders still aren't there yet. I will always remember one night in the June camp, all the kids were up and dared me to go tap on Cora's mom. But she wasn't sleeping yet, so I went to do it. We got a fright when, we sat up, when she sat up and went boo. We screamed, and I ran and jumped in my bunk. <laughs> you may be seated. <laughs> the girls now get to show off a little bit of their memorization skills. So um, I'm going to ask Abby to come up, and she is going to recite the ABCs of salvation. A. Admit we are sinners. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. B. Believe in Jesus to forgive our sins. They, they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Acts 16.31. See, confess our sins. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. First John 1 John 1.9. Good job. All right. Next up, we have Cora, and she's going to do the healing question and answer with the verse that supports it. Is God concerned when I am sick? Yes, he provided for our deliverance from sickness. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him. He drove out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. Matthew 8, 16, 17. Good job. All right, and then we have Lakeland, and she is going to do the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art thou in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. For now and yours, Lord. Amen. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Okay, girls, we're, we're getting closer. I know you're, I know you're anxious for the, the sash and crowning. We're getting there. So Abby, Cora, and Lakeland, you have worked hard to make it to Honor Star. You can be proud of all the hard work you have done with your Bible memorization, projects that you've earned, and all the badges that we saw on your sashes earlier today. This morning, we're going to talk a bit about hearing from the Lord. While this isn't technically a sermon, it is a challenge I set before you today. The Girls' Ministries in 2019 calls hearing from the Lord breaking the code, based on Romans 8:14, which says, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. It is important to know there is a divine counselor and helper who is eager to lead, encourage, comfort, and speak to you. I titled this message today, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. What is a servant? Webster's Dictionary says it is one who serves others, especially one who performs duties for a person or home of a master. 
In the Bible, the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel 3.10 says, The Lord came and stood there, calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for thy servant is listening. Who is Samuel? Samuel worked under Eli in the service of the shrine at Shiloh. And one night, Samuel heard a voice calling his name. Samuel was about 11 or 12 years old, much like you girls. He initially assumed it was coming from Eli. So he went to Eli and asked what he wanted. So who is Eli? Eli was the high priest of Shiloh, the second to last Israelite judge, succeeded by Samuel, by the way, before the rule of the kings of Israel and Judah began. Samuel was serving God even though he was just a child. Samuel was ministering to the Lord by ministering to Eli. He was being obedient. One of the marks of a faithful servant is an attentive ear and an immediate response to the Lord. At first, Samuel did not know that it was the Lord speaking to him, which is why he did not say, Speak, Lord, thy servant is listening. But he said, Speak, thy servant is listening. Samuel did not yet know the, the voice of the Lord. Samuel 3.7 tells us, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. And it's the same with us. We need to know who the Lord is. We do that by asking Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, acknowledging who he is, the Son of God, and that he was crucified for us. And that on the third day, he rose from the dead and lives in heaven with the Father. And now we can have that opportunity to spend eternity with him. Once we have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, we can begin to listen for his voice in all we do every day of our lives. Luke 24, 25 tells us that he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. So how do we hear God's voice? Are we in a position to hear God's voice? Simply meaning, first of all, do we know him as our Lord and Savior? And secondly, are we taking the time to listen? One way we can hear God's voice is through God's word. God speaks to us through his word when we study it and memorize the scripture, much like what you girls have been doing these past few years. If you were going to have a test at school, but you hadn't studied, and you asked the Lord to help you pass the test, how can he help you if you haven't studied for him to remind you? So we have to do the work. We need to put in the time for the scriptures and the Bible reading. God usually does not speak audibly to us. He doesn't usually write it on the wall, even though we would like him to. And when he has done that in the past, he kind of writes in code, like he did when he wrote to one of Daniel's kings, King Belshazzar. He wrote, meeny, meeny, tekel, euphorsin, which meant numbered, numbered, weighed, and divided. Well, I'm not exactly sure that's what they were hoping for, and that's probably what we don't want to see written on the wall. So what do we do? We get into God's word. We get in the position to hear from God. And here are some scriptures that the Bible tells us about. Luke 11:28. Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. And 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you. Give the reason for the hope that you have. Just do this with gentleness and respect. Let others see Jesus in you and always be kind to them. We used to have a saying, say it with love. Do it with love. And 2 Timothy 3.16 says, 
All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Another way we can hear from God is through the Holy Spirit. When we read something in God's word that stays with us, that's the Holy Spirit helping us to remember. Have you ever read a Bible verse and the next day you forgot it, a week later you forgot it? It happens all the time. But the help of the Holy Spirit will bring it back to your remembrance. It's part of what the Holy Spirit does for us. When we fill our hearts with the Bible, we are planting the right seeds in the soil of our hearts. It will grow, and the Holy Spirit will have a lot to remind us about. When the Word of God is in your heart, it is much easier to know God's direction and how to respond to situations right away. We don't have to wonder what to do. We will know what to do. Another way we can hear God's voice is through prayer. Spending time in prayer and learning to wait on the Lord. It's hard to do, right? Waiting on the Lord. What does waiting on the Lord look like? Waiting on the Lord is about holding on tight, hoping with expectation and trust, knowing that our Lord is not making us wait just to see how we can take it. There are times when God will delay his answer for you girls, and you will wonder why he seems so reluctant to intervene at first. But knowing the Lord, we trust him, right? Yeah, and we trust that he will come through at the most perfect time, not a minute too late, not a minute too early. Waiting on the Lord requires two key elements, a complete dependence on God and a willingness to allow him to decide the terms, including the timing of his plan. Trusting God with the timing of events is one of the hardest things we have to do. We laugh when we say, Lord, I need patience and I need it right now, right? To wait on the Lord produces character in the life of the Christian, it involved, in that it actually involves patience. Waiting involves the passage of time, which itself is a gift of God. I used to have a little saying on my computer that said, trials don't build character, they reveal it. Trials can build character, but they will reveal your character. And that comes through reading God's word, spending time with him, getting to know him. He builds your character. So when those trials do come, you can go through it in a Christ-like way and know that at the end of that trial, the best result is going to happen for you with the Lord. The message reads James 1, verses 2 to 4 this way. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. We tend to want to help the Lord out, don't we? Another way we hear from God is praise and worship. There's a saying that goes like this. The answer to our prayers is in the shadow of our praise and worship. How do we praise and worship the Lord? For us to know how to praise and worship God, we must first understand what it means to praise and worship. When we worship, we are expressing our reverent love and devotion to God. Worship is the act of doing something like reading the Bible, praying, singing. However, worship is not limited to only these things. When we praise, we are expressing our admiration for God. We are lifting him up in exaltation, raising of our hands. Praise is the act of celebrating or boasting 
about the Lord. Do you ever boast about the Lord? We boast about our favorite football teams. We can boast about the Lord. Praise can be done through song, poems, confessing goodness of God to others. We should be giving God our praise and worship through our daily lives. We can even do this at home, in our workplace, on the bus, wherever we are. Praise and worship is a way of life. It is the very heartbeat of our relationship with God. And that's what you want to remember to have for your whole life is your relationship with God. Live your lives as witnesses for the Lord. In school, at home, with your friends, never be ashamed of the Lord or of the gospel. The Bible tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Share your gift of salvation with others. When I was in high school, I was a very shy girl, wasn't much older than the three of you, and I was very bashful. And I didn't want anybody talking to me, I just wanted to go to school, go home. And I was in eighth grade, and there was a girl there named Keely, and she had a twin sister named Kelly. And Keely, I didn't know her, I just knew that every time I saw her, she would say, Jesus loves you. And she was kind, but I didn't want to really hear it. I didn't know really who Jesus was, and I didn't know if I wanted to love this Jesus. And I would see her coming down the hall, and I would go down another hall. And so this went on for almost the whole year, and can't avoid somebody all that time. But in, that, in her doing that, she never was rude or mean. She did it in love. And all she would say to me is, Jesus loves you. And as the year went on, I got used to her saying it, and one day she walked up to me and she handed me a Bible and she said, I want to give you this. And it was called The Way. And I still have that Bible right here. This was the popular teenage Bible at the time. And I took it home. It was wrapped in cellophane and I put it on the, the top shelf of my bedroom closet. And I left it there for five years. I never looked at it. I never really thought about it. I came home from my first year of college. I was sitting in my bedroom and I was, it was raining, um, it was, I was just bummed out that whole day, and I looked, I didn't have doors on my closet, and I looked up, and in the corner, tucked away, was this Bible, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to go get it. So I went, I picked it up, um, it was still in a cellophane, but in the top, I had, hadn't noticed it when I put it up there, there was a slit in the top, and I reached down and pulled out what we call a track. You know what those are? I used to give out these little papers leave them places. So I opened it up. I read it. It it told the story of sin and salvation. And on the very last page, it had a prayer that was what we call the salvation prayer. And so I said that prayer. And I knew as I said that prayer that something in me had changed. I wasn't sure what. I had a lot of learning to do. But I knew that my life had changed at that very moment. And I started to want to read that Bible. I wanted to go to church. And I wanted to learn. I wanted to go to Sunday school. And I wanted to know as much about God as I could find out. And it changed the course of my life. So never forget that as you go into high school, and you begin to witness for the Lord, say it with love, do kind things for one another, because you never know whose life you will change just by a simple act of kindness as a child of God. And we can also hear God's voice through circumstances, because circumstances get our attention, don't they? They either drive us to God or away from God. And pastor always says, if God's standing beside you, every minute of your life, and if, if he's not right there, somebody's moved, and it's not God. 
It's us. And how do we move away from God? We move away when we stop reading, we stop praying, we stop spending time with the Lord. But the good thing is, he will always let us go back to him. And we can stand right beside him where he was. While some days, the will to keep fighting the battle is impossible, two things keep us in the fight. The first is the finish line, where the glory of Christ awaits us for eternity. Second is the amazing truth that Christ has already won the battle for us. As his children, we simply need to hold firm to him. At times, circumstances may seem like a hindrance to the gospel and threat to our lives may be the very platform that God uses for the gospel to be displayed through us. And as believers, we can be confident that even circumstances that are difficult for us have a purpose of growing us up in Christ and displaying his glory. Because remember, we always want what we do to bring glory and honor to God. We need to remember that we find ourselves when we find ourselves in affliction, feeling helpless and afraid of what might lie ahead, that no pain, suffering, evil, or persecution is outside of God's control. He is never overwhelmed or surprised by what happens in our lives. The author C.S. Lewis said, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our consciousness, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Girls, you will hear a lot of things in life about Jesus, God, and truth. Stay in the word. Know what truth is, and you will be able to recognize what is not truth. Study the real thing, and you will always know the counterfeits. We are constantly challenged to make wise decisions and to com combat our sinful natures. Our problems are very real, and we struggle to make right decisions. Having God's power in our lives is important, and the Holy Spirit will lead, encourage, and comfort you. God speaks to us, and we are able to discern his voice if we follow these few simple principles. And there are others. These are just a few of those ways. As you experience and rely on his power, you will walk in the fullness of the calling he has placed before you. Always have a humble heart. As you serve the Lord, do not let your heart be proud. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah 17:10, but I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. The Lord knows everything we say and everything we do and the motive behind it. And that is what we want. We want to hear the Lord tell us, as he says in Matthew 25, 23, his Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful with a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And I'll leave you with this. At the end of our life's journey, we want to hear the Lord say the same thing Timothy said in 2 Timothy 4, 7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Abby, Cora, and Lakeland, I want to present a gift to you today. In this bag is a Bible. And I present these Bibles to you today to remind you to read and hear from the Lord daily. All the answers you will ever need in life are in that Bible. I also present you with a bracelet. The bracelet has the scripture, Romans 8:14, that the 
Assemblies of God Girls Ministries program has as their theme, which reads, like we said before, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Girls, we are proud of you, and we love you. At this time, we would ask that Abby's mom come to the platform. Sheila, please place the honor sash on Abby. And now, Sheila, please place a crown on Abby. Now we have Cora's uh, mom and dad, please come to the platform. Keith, will you please place the sash on Cora? And Lynette, at this time, please place the crown on Cora. At this time, would Lakeland's mom and dad please come to the platform? Chris, Please place the sash on Lakeland. And Michelle, please now place the crown on Lakeland. Honor stars, will you please stand? Abby, Cora, and Lakeland. The receiving of the sash signifies your willingness to accept responsibility of service to the Lord. I charge you to be an example in word, conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. You have the responsibility of living what you have learned. Girls, I now charge you with the, the crown. The receiving of the crown represents the crown you are looking forward to. This crown will fade and pass away, but your heavenly crown will, that you received will remain forever, and it will never tarnish. Remember to press forward for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You may be seated. Now, they have some special awards here that they have earned. Um, and I'll start with, they also get a medal, an Honor Star medal. So each girl will get one of these to have and wear. So do you want to put it on them? Give you all three. 
that. They also get a certificate for reading their Bible and completing the New Testament certificate of reading. Along with that comes a pin that they can, they can add the pin to their sash that they wore earlier. Then they receive a little star that says honor star. It's also a pin that they can add to the top of their sash. And then finally, they also receive another medal. This is the Girls Ministry Bronze Medal of Honor. And what this means is that these three girls not only are honor stars, but these three girls were also honor prims and honor daisies, which means they did similar work to what they've done in stars, not quite as much, um, but they did some hard work there as well, so they receive their bronze medal awards. They have all sorts of goodies. Man, look at them. Bling, bling. <laughs> and then now they are going to sing for you our STARS theme song. So I will get mics for all of them.
Honor stars, please stand. <laughs> May the scriptures you have memorized give you a strong foundation and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, unmovable and unchangeable, regardless of what comes your way in life. You have great choices ahead of you. Always consider what Jesus would have you do and follow his leading. I charge you, Abby, Cora, and Lakeland, to stand firm as an honor star, to keep your eyes on Jesus, and remember your pledge. And the honor star has replied. Having accepted Jesus as my Savior, I will follow him in service, in testimony, in attitude, and relationships, striving always to glorify my Lord as a star. Jesus has a special purpose and plan for your lives. He will never fail you. Keep your eyes on him and your hand in his. Walk close to the Lord. And the honor stars respond. I follow Jesus. Abby, Cora, and Lakeland, may your commitment to follow Jesus direct your every step. Today we honor you. We honor all the hard work that you have done to this point as you have climbed the stairway of the stars. In recognition of your achievement in climbing the stairway to the stars, I present each of you as an honor star today. As an honor star of Dover Assembly of God Church, I further charge you to be an effective Christian witness wherever you may go. May you realize the responsibility that rests upon you as an honor star. In Stars Club, you have been taught and trained in Christian principles and doctrine. May the scriptures you memorize give you a strong foundation in the Lord Jesus Christ, unmovable, unchangeable, regardless of what comes your way. Always consider what Jesus would have you do. Stand strong, for you are now honor stars. I now introduce to you our 2019 honor stars, Abby Reed, Cora Miller, and Lakeland Wilson. What an awesome, awesome service. Do you agree? You know, there's a saying that says, James Dobson says, it's better to build children than repair adults. And that's what we're doing. We're training our child, our children to love and serve Jesus from the earliest age. And we thank you for your support and all of that. We thank our representative Seth Grove for being here to honor them as well. Now I'm gonna close with prayer. If you signed up for lunch, please feel free to join us downstairs. We have prepared a lunch in honor of them. You can support them as well. Would you stand as we close this morning in prayer? How many appreciate all the hard work that went into today's service? If you were at my house this past week, a lot of sweat, a lot of fear, a lot of nervousness, but a lot of planning. And I've been trying to get her up here to preach for 11 years. And she finally did it. Think she did a good job? I have like 18 pages of notes on my front pew of what was happening today. So to make sure I did my job right. And so she did a great job and the girls did a great job. Jamie and the leaders all did a great job as well as those who prepared the food downstairs. So thank them when you see them this morning. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. We thank you for what you're doing in the lives of these girls. We thank you for the God called leaders that have been in these ministries for so many years. And we thank you for what they're doing in the lives of the young people, preparing them and training them up in the ways of God. 
We thank you for all those who've put time and effort into being here and to supporting them and their parents, doing all the homework and memorization with them. We thank you for their dedication as well. Now, Lord, we pray your blessings upon those stars. Continue the work that you've started in their life. Let them always love you and serve you all the days of their life. Thank you for the food that has been provided today. We pray that you would use it, bless it, nourish us. Let our fellowship be encouraging and sweet. Let it be edifying to us and glorifying to you. Father, thank you for Anna for all the work that she's done as well. Continue to have your hand upon her and all of us as we leave today. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.